0: explain you about the Holy Spirit because God has, has created you by a purpose, right? You are created by a purpose and for a purpose. God has put you, yes, a purpose in your life. And I want to explain this, uh, the power of the Holy Spirit in the journey with the story of David from the Old Testament. Because he has experienced the Holy Spirit in a, an amazing way. And I want to make the link to your journey and my journey. And we start in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers, that means David, and from that day on the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. And in the Old Testament was always the Holy Spirit came to certain people for a certain time, for a certain task, right? But in the New Testament means the Holy Spirit has poured out on young and old people wherever you live, whatever background you have. That means you are anointed by the Holy Spirit. You never walk alone. And here's the point when David was anointed. He was a shepherd boy. He was tending sheep. He came from the nowhere and all of a sudden in one second God gave him like a calling moment. You will be the greatest king in Israel Can you imagine, this is an amazing upgrade, right? The biggest upgrade in life. And David could say, God, I am ready. Bring the crown, bring the throne. I wanna love to lead and guide this nation. And this was like the moment, God, I am ready. Of old shepherd lies is over, king is in front of me. It's not a dream, it's also not Disney, it's a calling of God. I am born for something bigger. Come on. <laughs> Hey, why why, why am I doing this for a moment? Because God has, everyone has a moment where God gave you a calling, right? You have a special anointing, a special task, a special calling from God Almighty. And when God speaks a prophetic word over your life, for example, there was a guy in our church, he has a horrible family. And he said, I will never marry. I will never have a family. I, I, I don't go there because my parents, they were horrible. And he made his decision a long time ago when he came to a service some weeks ago and during the praise and worship, the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, you will have a family in some years. Tears were running down on his cheeks and said, God, I, I cannot believe this because you know my story. But this guy was sitting there and you think, oh God, this is amazing. The future is bright and at that moment, God gives you a calling and God gives you a vision. Think for a moment, that doesn't mean He has to date now. He has to go to the marriage courses. When he gets married, he understands the dollar is only 50 cents worth. Then the babies are having teas, tapers, and all the things. You cannot push the button and say, boom, bring the package, I'm ready. And often we forgot the journey that was in the life of David. And now let's give our production team a big round of applause because... There's not only one mountain, there are different mountains in the life of David, and that's why you need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells in you, and in every challenge you face, the Holy Spirit gives you strength, gives you power, gives you endurance, gives you hope, gives you the belief that the best days are not behind you, they're always in front of you. How can you come from your point where you are into the destiny of God? And here's the point. When David was anointed, you know what God did? He sent him back the place where he came from. He was tending sheep and all of a sudden God calls you. And the next day, you know what you're doing? You're going to the workplace, you're going to a family and you serve again. And what the problem is, dear friends, God has a different perspective. My perspective is I see my mountain right now, and then when I look up, I see the highest mountain, I see my calling, but behind that mountains are small mountains, bigger mountains, tall mountains, and oh my gosh, a baby, pretty mountain. The perspective of God is different. God sees the end calling in your life, like in the Psalm 23, you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And God will say, Hey, David, it's not a problem. There are only small mountains. I will help you. And David think, Oh my God, you can talk big because I'm in the middle of the struggle. But God knows also the beginning. And God will say, This is your calling. You belong there. But by the way, along your journey, there are some mountains, some challenges. But the Holy Spirit, He will help you and you will go out of a winner. But then, dear friends, God is not bound in time and realm, right? But God has his perspective and says, oh my gosh, this takes time. And often we don't have that because you're bound in time and, 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 and time. What we see, it's just right now your own mountain, and that's why when you come to the church, you know what the Holy Spirit does? When you are desperate, when you're lost, when you don't believe anymore, what the Holy Spirit is doing all the time, He gives you strength again, hope again, the perspective God has called you. That means where you are right now, it's not your final destination. There's always more in your life. And that's why if you don't understand anything from the message, please, please, Take a picture about those mountains because it helps me that the Holy Spirit will dwell me and does a lot of things in your life. In First John verse 2, verse 20, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and all of you, you know the truth. And we as Christians, we know the truth. It's always a journey to reach the destiny or the anointing or the calling in your life. The point number one is, I have only one point, is the Holy Spirit is my best friend. Let's only share with you the Holy Spirit is your biggest helper, but now He's your best friend, and a friend sticks and stays forever. In every challenge you go through, the Holy Spirit is with you, will never leave you, will never forsake you, He will help you to go through. And in Psalm 133, verse 10, teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. Hey, check this out. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will help you on level ground in all the challenges you face in your life. Let's start when God anointed with the Holy Spirit David to be the next king. The next day, God sent him back to tend the sheep. And when this happened, here is a word, and that mountain has a word, I will be impatient. The word impatient means God now I have a problem. I want to tell you what the problem is. Before David was a shepherd boy. He was playing the harp, he sing the verses of Kumbaya my sheep, Kumbaya. Me, 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 And he felt, oh, that's my life. But the moment God gives you calling, God opens your spiritual eyes and all of a sudden you're living in tension. I serve here, but my calling is up there. And all of a sudden, is anyone you know what I'm talking about? There is a tension in you and you don't like it. With all that God puts the button and all of a sudden I'm in, in my calling. You know what David did in that tension? He played some worship songs. How... Became David a world-famous worship leader on stage? No. When nobody was around, he played the harp every single day. He wrote songs. He prayed, prayed to God. Nobody was able to see it, hear it, because there were no such things as a Spotify. In that moment, the Holy Spirit is developing something in you that some years later you needed what you have learned in the private God will use in the public. Yeah. If you want to be strong in the public, go back into the public. Uh, go, go back in the private, sorry. This obviously, before the, the spotlight shines on you, learn to shine from the inside out. Because this spotlight shines only maybe half an hour on you. It's amazing. It's great. It looks strong, bigger. But when the spotlight is over, then the Holy Spirit shall shine through your life Exactly. I want to tell you what, um, some years ago a prophet came from Brazil and he said to me, you will preach around the world. He saw some flags from all over the world. And he, he said, you want to preach around the globe, all over the world, and here's a picture of the flags that you understand what I'm talking about. All the flags, you have a worldwide ministry. But check this out, I'm a Swiss guy. My language is Swiss German. And he said, you are, your calling is to travel and preach around the world. Before, I was leading said, Zurich. Kumbaya, my church, meet me, me, I was happy with you. And all of a sudden, I have attention in you. God has called me to something bigger, but I still serve the local church. And I asked God, why in the world I get impatient? God says, I want to learn you a key. Because whenever you are public or in the spotlight, you, you want to move in the Spirit. And I want to read you a Bible verse to, to make this clear. In John chapter 16, verse 13 and 14. But when, but when he, the Spirit of the truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it's from me that he will receive that, will make known to you. God is saying, I will send the Holy Spirit and you want to learn something. I'm gonna tell you what I learned in all the last 20 years. If you want to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, it's quite simple. I will say 99% God talks of a lightning bolt moment. And I want to share this with you guys. A lightning bolt moment, it's quite simple. Uh, this is me living in Zurich. I'm always good style of the hair. And a lightning bolt moment means God gives you word out of the blue, and that word stands for 10 seconds. If you don't like what you hear, if you be strong for 10 seconds, it's gone. With other words, you're going to do work, and you're thinking about maybe your church, and then boom! buy your mom flowers. You haven't thought about your mom, and you don't like flowers. If you stay for 10 seconds, and you don't like the idea, no big deal, because after 10 seconds you're still here, you haven't changed, you're only 10 seconds older, and after 10 seconds, the thought goes away. And often people say, I wanna hear the Holy Spirit more and more often. You hear him every single day. How often you have this lightning bolt moment comes out of the blue and goes out of the blue. But the problem is, dear friends, often, I will say, but, here comes the word, but, but God, it doesn't make sense because my mom got flowers from my brother yesterday. Why in the world should I buy flowers again? But, then comes the logic. Three people, we think too much. Don't think. Don't use your brain. Often they say, please use your brain. But in the Holy Spirit comes, please don't use your brain. Because often it doesn't make sense, right? But then comes the mood. Oh, oh no, God, I'm not in the mood. I don't want to drive there to the next flower store. I don't like to shop online. And all those things about the logic and the mood is the reason why we do nothing. Why I'm sharing you this, guys. When God gave me the calling to travel internationally, he sent me back like David. David learned to play the harp, become a worship leader. And I learned the last 20 years to listen and to be obedient to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Every day I have a lightning bolt moment. I will not share this with you. I don't tell this to you. It's in my private life. What happens in your private life one day God opens a bigger st- stage and the spotlight is on, and it's very important that I don't share my own message, I share what is on God's heart. I tell you something, some days ago we were in, in the Croatia and I came on stage and usually I start to preach or pray for people, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Leo, here's a guy in the room. And I saw every single detail and said, Holy Spirit, yeah, can you not skip it and do it after I preached? He <laughs> said, no. You start with a prophetic word. And I learned to the in bold moments to be obedient. And I said, hey guys, before I start, and I prophesied to that guy in every single detail and very specific. People ask me from my worship team, how in the world are you are doing that? Tell me, what is the secret? What, what, is, what is the secret? Hey, you see the stage and the light and my boldness? But what I haven't told you, in all the years that God has prepared me, he taught me the lightning bolt moments in my life. And what happens in my private life, one day you can use in the public season. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Okay, then came some moment like the impatience. Then the second one in the life of David, he was tending the sheep, right? And all of a so- sudden, a bear a, a came. When the bear came, a bear came and approached the, the sheep, David could say, oh my God, I have a problem. And David killed the bear. And what's the point? If I will kill a bear, I will took out my smartphone, <laughs> making a TikTok story, a Facebook story, Insta story, and a YouTube story. I will share, say, oh guys, I'm here. It's Pastor Leo, you have no clue what happens right now. There was a crazy bear. I killed him. And I saved three million sheep. I will post it. And in one minute, millions of people will give me a like. When David killed the bear, he was unseen. Only one guy gave him a like. Because he had only one follower. God Almighty. And God said, I like it. You know what is the problem? Because when people see in it, you will say, they will see how, how bold I am. And when they see that, they will open a door for me and I will become the king. And if nobody seeing what you're doing, who can promote you? Only God. And David had to trust, even though if nobody is around, nobody will ever see that, that God is the one who promotes me. And in that moment when nobody said thanks to you, you are driven, filled by the Holy Spirit because you do behind the scenes what is right. After killed the bear, a lion came. And David thought, what's wrong with all these animals? And he was unnoticed. And unnoticed means in Romans chapter 8 verse 14, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of the God. Why in the world he was fighting against the the lion? And often there's something we don't understand in the story of David. To tend sheep, a father used two types of people. Either he hired a slave, was one of the lowest job ever. And if you don't want to spend money, you choose the child in your family who is a loser. It was David. David knew, Kumbaya, my Lord, I'm a loser. Kumbaya, my Lord, I'm a loser. Then nobody saw him and nobody noticed in his life. What I love about the story. David could say, Lion, you are a blessing. My father doesn't believe in me. Just kill all the sheep. Then I will go home and they go, oh, Daddy, I'm so sorry. And Lion and a Bear came. He was so strong, he killed all the bears and all, and all the sheep. Father, I'm so sorry. I was a loser. I'm still a loser. I need a new job as a loser. Do you understand what I'm talking about? The small fights you fight in your family. The small fights you're fighting in your small group for your God, for your valley, for the beliefs you believe. Gives you the foundation to be a king. After killed the bear and the lion, the next challenge he faced was actually Goliath. And you heard many, many times about the Goliath. Goliath is the word impossible. The word impossible means it's impossible. The word impossible means how in the world can I do that? In Galatians chapter 3, verse 3, are you so foolish? After being by means of the spirit, are you now trying to finish by men's of the flesh. And the is saying, have you forgot the journey? Have you forgot where you come from? Before the impatience, you learned to worship God, you learned to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. When nobody saw you killed the bear, you killed the lion. Hey, and now Goliath is in the front of you. You don't tell God how big is your mountain. Tell the mountain how big is God. Don't say, God, how big your problems are. Tell the problems how big God is. This is one most important statement. But there's another thing I want to share with you. If a Goliath stands in front of you, it can be for certain people the war in the Ukraine. It can be that your wife maybe left you, your husband left you. It can be your church fall apart it can be a lot of things to say, oh God, this is the end of my story. God, how in the world can I overcome it? I remember when COVID hit, this was the biggest mountains in my whole life as a leader. We could not have church in person anymore. And I've never experienced that the last 30 years. For the very first time I came here, nobody was here. Only the camera but camera has no emotions and no feelings. They don't clap, they got applause, they don't feel the anointing. I was so broken and I felt, God, how in the world can we win as a church? And God reminded me about my journey. Many, many years ago, a church, as a, um, an owner of a building kicked us out as a church. And we were by the train station we have a group of 100 people praising God without having a building. I remember there was a time we had no building. Then I remember how many times we have to move because we don't have the building. And in every time when we don't have a building or the building was ugly, I learned in those moments that church growth it doesn't depend on the building. Wherever we are, we believe that the Holy Spirit is here right now where the Holy Spirit is, we will grow, even though we don't have a building. In all the years, in all the challenges, I look back and say, oh my God, you helped us 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 12 years ago. I remember all the times, remember all the fights you won where the Holy Spirit has intervened and you came out as a winner. Because Goliath is big and strong, but hey, the lion and the bear were strong too. They were smaller, collide is bigger. But miracle, it's miracle. If you need a small miracle, a big miracle, a miracle is always a big miracle. My wife always says to me, if you pray for a miracle, then go for the biggest miracle. You, anyhow, you need a miracle. <laughs> Often people believe, pray for small miracles and you believe for small miracles. Small miracles are cool, but milk, big miracles are cooler. <laughs> David killed... Goliath, and that's the moment in the story I felt, oh, now everyone has seen, I'm anointed, I'm blessed. Nobody can be against me. If Now, the next step is I will be the great king. But then, here is a small mountain, and this small mountain here, it's the word unnecessary. What I mean by unnecessary, when David killed Goliath, God sent him into the house of the king Saul. And the king Saul was the problem because God said to David, you will be the new king. And there's always a moment in your life, please listen to me, when God anoints you, that God sends you to the biggest enemy. And if you can bless those people that have hurt you the most, there's always the moment It's about your kingdom, your ministry, your name, or it's about God's kingdom. And that's the hardest test, dear friends. It's not Goliath. It's not the bear and the lion. They are easy to compare. For David, it meant I have to serve Saul as a king. Can you imagine the tension? But God has anointed me to be the king. And I will be the next king. If you can bless your enemies, serve those people that hurt you the most, that's the moment you understand the deepest commitment of Jesus Christ. He died on the cross on my behalf. He died for me. I was not worthy. And if you do this, the next step, all of a sudden, out of the blue. It's always out of the blue. How does God bring you into your calling? All this in one second. Always when you don't think about it. And out of the blue, God promoted David to be the greatest king. But David felt, oh my gosh, God, I remember when you anointed me. I was ready. But why in the world I have to grow to all the journey. And I have started here. Listen, there's a lot of people. God has called you. Some weeks ago in the ISAF conference, I made an altar called for those people that feel they're anointed to go to full-time ministry. And people ask me now, what should I do? Give me a church. Give me a building. Give me a small group. My response was, oh, so sorry. Go back home like David. And tend your small group, your family, your girlfriend. And you learn to by my Lord, by. You learn to hear on the Holy Spirit. And God will lead you to the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to read this Bible verse again. In Psalm 133 verse 10, Teach me to do your will. For you are my God. May your good spirit lead me. Lead me. Lead me. In all the challenges on level ground to become the greatest king of Israel. Isn't that amazing? And my questions in Liberia and microchurches and even though in this building God has called you. There's a specific anointing over your life. But along this journey you need the Holy Spirit. A friend who sticks with you in every challenge. A friend who says, don't give up, don't quit. God's word is faithful. And you are not weak. When you're weak, I will be strong for you. And the Holy Spirit gives you hope, gives you endurance, doesn't give you fear. He believes that everything with God Almighty is possible